Moving Parts, Part 1, Introduction. I'm going to use a series of bicycle analogies here, but don't be put off. It's a best fit parallel story of a kind that I hope will work, as new for me writing, as it is, I hope, for you reading or listening to it. You don't need to know anything about bicycles or like them or even have to have ridden one. Most people have, though. It might help to have some basic understanding. But even if you've just seen one glide across your vision in that often overlooked simplicity or marriage even of human and machine, it will help. I doubt whether anyone all the world over has not seen the humble bicycle. I might be wrong. And perhaps that too is an assumption that would need to be revisited if, as I suspect, I'm not the only one who experiences impasse in moving along this particular road, the road that we all move along, of age, time, and hopefully some maturity. Currently, I'm at the junction, that is, where the sign states, STOP! So what follows is a kind of guide, at times lightly philosophical, hopefully entertaining, with some events of humour, and perhaps with a little acquired wisdom to share on the way. It's absolutely not a technical guide, but a series of solutions to those times when life gets, shall we say, a little sticky, and one simply has to dismount and take a less involved look at how you are moving forward through the life you have, the time you have it, and focus a little on the relationship between the moving parts that help you in moving forward. So here we go. There are six moving parts that we need to work to make our wheels move. The lever, the wire that pulls, the spring of tensions, the gears of difficulty, the chain of motion, and the chain wheels of moving forward. And when, of a sudden, you can't move forward but are spinning in the same place or slipping and becoming even a danger to yourself, you do have to stop. And you do, or should, or may, look objectively at the moving parts and find solutions as to why you're not moving forward. The first task I have learned is to move away from the frustration. There's a reason for this and you need to remind yourself. It's too easy to look at the obvious, but that should be done first. But to see what is stopping you from moving forward, you have to stop trying to, and that's where the frustration needs to be overcome. You have to stop trying to. For clearly, there's a block somewhere, a worn-out mode of thinking, perhaps. Or, circumstances have changed, and you have to see where, how, even if you don't understand why, so you can either catch up with what has left you behind, or wait until you realise that it's you who have moved forward, and the baggage you carry in life, the rucksack of belongings that you have, the tools that you've carried, that you have used successfully on the journey so far, has either been left behind, or is in need of opening and inspecting to catch up 
with you. So let's first look at the lever, but be mindful that any one of the six has the potential to be a solution to the impasse. It makes sense to approach things logically, especially if there is high emotion involved. Not that emotion needs to be removed from a troubleshooting scenario, far from it, but if we can assume that the six things work together in a familiar and predictable way and have done successfully to this point in moving you forward, then to look at the current order of relationships and connections between them is a good place to start. But again, proceed with caution. Experience teaches you too, with little hints and nudges of intuition gathered subconsciously throughout your life. That can, well, often illuminate the rational approach to problem solving, especially when you are not looking in a particular direction. More of those moments and what to do with them when we get further into the unravelling of the entanglement. So here comes part two, the lever. <laughs>